Biden gets trumped in East Palestine, Ohio, he was less afraid to visit war-torn Ukraine than to face his own people. President Biden is anxious to take his rightful place in history as a real president, not an establishment stooge who kicked around Congress for decades or a guy who has to be told where to stand, what to say, where to go. Biden wants to leave a real legacy behind him to edge towards the greatness of FDR. He wants to be a transformative leader, not a stopgap measure to usher in the next generation. That's why on President's Day, Joe Biden went to Ukraine, not to East Palestine, Ohio. It's the same old story. No American president wants to be stuck on the losing end of any war. And they'll often escalate and stay bogged down to save themselves the humiliation of defeat, no matter what. For podcast listeners, a tweet by President Biden. Quote, I had the honor to stand with President Zelensky in Kiev to declare that we will keep standing up for democracy, for freedom, for sovereignty, no matter what, end quote. All the Biden administration the mainstream media needed to hear was that East Palestine had voted overwhelmingly for Trump. That gave them the green light, at least at first, to blow it off. But as the story grew bigger, even the propaganda press couldn't cover it up. Biden's historic trip to Ukraine was getting drowned out by tales of dead fish, sick and dying foxes, not to mention children and pets, all in a community barely scraping by. Hi, guys. You guys are going to wait. I'm going to feed the goats first. The Sunday after the derailment, um, I went to put them away for the night, and I had a dead rooster in my yard. Um, Initially, I thought maybe just something random happened to it. I wasn't sure. I didn't put two and two together because we were told it was safe. And then um, I had another one that I found a few minutes later who was isolating himself. He did not go in for the night. I had to carry him into the coop. I had another one who was starting to like walk funny. Um, You can see that his legs are just not working right. This is infuriating and it's sad. It was two days after the detonation. He completely couldn't walk anymore. He was completely coherent. If I put him by food and water, he would eat and drink perfectly fine, but he couldn't use his legs anymore. And I also, the same night, had a hen who was I put in the coop. She went up on the roost and then started seizing and fell off the roost. And it happened multiple times after that. She has since seemed to not be having those, so I don't know if it was the initial exposure that just messed with her system and now she's okay. I don't know what the long-term effects are. They were perfectly healthy before all this happened. And within 24 hours, they all dropped. That's just not normal. And it was all slightly different symptoms. I also had two rabbits die. They were within 24 hours. It was literally overnight. It's their fault the blue checks bleated. They shouldn't have voted for Trump. They're voting against their own interests. It's Trump's fault. For podcast listeners, uh, an Instagram post from Woodstock Sanctuary. Streams of fish, a coop of chickens, and a skulk of foxes are among the animals reported sickened and dying after a catastrophic train derailment led to a chemical burn in Ohio, dated February 13, 2023. 
But of course, all of these weeks later, the media is forced to admit that no, it wasn't Trump's actions that led to this particular environmental catastrophe. From the Free Beacon, quote, It is true that the Trump administration scrapped electronic braking regulations for trains carrying large amounts of hazardous liquids. But National Transportation Safety Board Chairman Jennifer Homendy was appointed by Biden and unanimously confirmed by the Senate, said the rule wouldn't have applied to the Norfolk Southern train that derailed in East Palestine on February 3rd. And a tweet from Hamandi, Some are saying that the ECP brake rule, if implemented, would have prevented this derailment. False. Here's why. The ECP braking rule would have only applied to high-hazard flammable trains. The train that derailed in East Palestine was a mixed freight train, containing only three placards, Class 3 flammable liquid cars. And a tweet from Glenn Kessler of the Washington Post. In case you missed it, so far Trump's rollback of regulations can't be blamed for Ohio train wreck. End quote. The person who gets to say I told you so is Trump. He went to East Palestine and he knew exactly what to do and how to do it. By doing what he always does with MAGA, he makes them feel seen. He tells them they matter. J.D.'s been here for four days. I've been watching him every day. J.D. Vance has been incredible. To the people of East Palestine and to the nearby communities in Ohio and Pennsylvania, uh, we have told you loud and clear, you are not forgotten. You are not forgotten. We stand with you, we pray for you, and we will stay with you in your fight to help answer and the accountability that you deserve. We'll have that accountability. It'll all be out there very clearly. In addition, let me express our tremendous respect and admiration for all of the police and firefighters and first responders. And all over the country, there's such heroes. But this was a great example of it, because that was a very dangerous-looking sight. So I want to thank you all. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nineteen days ago, tragedy struck this wonderful village and rocked the lives of people throughout this area, long beyond this area. It's been weeks since Americans have been inspired. They've just watched this over the weeks. They've been inspired by your strength and your courage and how you've come together to stand up for the families in your area and the families of this village and beyond. We've seen the first responders and railroad workers serving bravely in the line of duty. The railroad road workers have been really incredible, actually, and they've gone way above the call of duty. We've seen citizens speaking up at the town halls, and we've seen organizations such as the East Palestine Community Foundation rising to the occasion to provide tremendous relief and help to the people that were so badly affected. So I want to thank you all. Fantastic job. Really great. Everybody's been watching. We've all been watching on television and beyond television. We've been getting our news from the real news and from the fake news. And uh, the fake news we even believed in this case because they've covered it very fairly. Over the past few weeks, the community has shown the tough and resilient heart of America. And that's what it is. This is really America right here. We're standing in America. Unfortunately, as you know, in too many cases, your goodness and perseverance who are met with indifference and betrayal in some cases. Biden can't talk to people the way Trump can. And in this particular moment in history, all eyes were not on Biden in Ukraine, but rather on Trump in Ohio. 
The pure joy Trump's visit brought to their lives was evident in a series of TikTok videos posted online. What's your specialty today? How are you today? Nice to meet you. Hello, everybody. That's a nice, beautiful looking group of people. So I know this menu better than you do. Okay? I probably know it better than anybody in here. Uh, we're going to take care of the fire department. Biden couldn't go to East Palestine, not after three years of disgraceful scapegoating against much of the working class. And it wasn't just that. There is still so much distrust and resentment over the handling of COVID and what has happened to this country since Biden took power. It was almost like overnight we were living in a totalitarian police state where everyone was gripped with fear and the government was exerting unlimited power with the media backing them up. Most governments and politicians lie and always have. What is different about the last three years is how the media became complicit in the ongoing gaslighting and suppression of dissent, mainly due to an army of blue checks on Twitter enforcing it. Only now are journalists starting to break with the status quo to tell truths they've been covering up or outright lying about for the past seven years. Much credit must be given to Elon Musk, who bravely stepped in to break up the information monopoly. Without Musk standing guard at the gate, protecting our right to freedom of thought and speech, we'd still be cycling through the madness. From Russiagate to the Twitter files, and with the rise of investigative reporting outside the mainstream, it feels almost like the free country we used to know. And as we watch their house of cards collapse, the truth is making a comeback. Now that Kevin McCarthy granted Tucker Carlson's team access to all of the footage from January 6th, the Democrats are losing their mind over the loss of their valuable narrative, says David Catrone in The American Spectator. Quote, They have invested an enormous amount of taxpayer money and political capital in an attempt to convince the public that it was an insurrection perpetrated by MAGA extremists who have taken over the GOP and are likely to launch another attack on our democracy in the future. Rep. Jamie Raskin intimated last week in a ridiculous tweet, quote, McCarthy giving 40,000 hours of January 6th tape to a pro-Putin journalist is an astounding ethical collapse. What security precautions were taken to keep this from becoming a roadmap for a 2024 insurrection? Remember how shocking it was when Brett Weinstein and Heather Hying talked about the lab leak on Bill Maher two years ago? They were demonized in the media, called conspiracy theorists and far-right extremists. We've heard a lot recently about the fact that maybe the virus did start in a lab. Let's talk about that. The fact that there is this lab, I think it's the only one in the world quite like it, in Wuhan, where it started. It would almost be a conspiracy theory to think it didn't start in a lab. You would think. <laughs> right? And, and, and that theory was demonized at first, that, oh, it can't, come on, that's conspiracy thinking. 
that it would started in the lab. But it it certainly is a 50-50. Would you say that? Oh, uh, it's far more likely than that. As a matter of fact, right. I said, I think in June, that the chances that it came from the lab looked to me to be about 90%. Okay. Um, so this was never a conspiracy theory. In fact, that term is simply used to make it go away. It's a, a, an obvious hy- hypothesis that is in need of testing, and we are only now, a year in, getting to the point where we can discuss it out loud without being stigmatized. Okay. A big part of the problem, of course, is that we are so politicized, we are so polarized and partisan now as a country that if the wrong guy proposed this to begin with, and for half the country it was the wrong guy, then the rest of the country says, no way, no how, we're going to call that a conspiracy theory, and uh, and we're never going to revisit it. And the fact is, that's not how science works. That is not science. You You need to say, I've got a pattern, I'm going to make some observations, and I'm going to consider every possible explanation on the table. And did it leak from a lab? That was clearly from the beginning a possibility. Okay, so let me ask you this. At first, I was. I remember this from the Daily Beast. For podcast listeners, Bill Maher pushes Steve Bannon Wuhan lab COVID conspiracy. And remember how shocking it was when Jon Stewart suggested as much on Stephen Colbert's show. I, I, and I honestly mean this. I think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science. Science has in many ways helped ease uh, the suffering of this pandemic, uh, which was more than likely caused by science. (laughs) So, and that's kind of... Hold on a second. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. I'll, it's I'll, coffee. I wouldn't I'm, do that. To you. I wouldn't for, do that to you. I'm so what, for what do you? Takes, but what do you? What, 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 what do you mean by? Do you mean like well, so this was, perhaps was, there's, there's a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance. Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh I, my if god! If there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I just don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. That's just, that's just a little too weird, don't you think? And then they I, ask I, those scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute, you work at the Wuhan Respiratory Coronavirus Lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. <laughs> and you're like, no. I, you, you, the wait, name wait, of your lab... Wait. If you look at the name, look at the name. Can I... Let me see your business card. Show me your business card. Oh, I work at the... Coronavirus lab in Wuhan. Oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan. How did that happen? Maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey and then it sneezed into my chili and now we all have coronavirus. Like, come on. Okay, wait, okay, a, second, okay. wait a second. Wait a what second. about this? What about wait this? Listen to this. Wait a second. All right. John. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory. Maybe that's it. That could be. That could be. So many people went along with the mass formation psychosis 
and anyone who questioned the prescribed narrative could put their careers, their relationships, and their status online, all in jeopardy, from Hying's Substack today. These last three years, too many of us have let social coercion and fear drive what we say out loud and even what we think. We have outsourced our thinking to self-described experts, credentialed, well-dressed, well-spoken experts, who have been wrong, disastrously so, over and over again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, four times, fifty times, and a hundred. What the hell? Shame on all of us who continue to fall for these games, end quote. For many, the gaslighting and lies told about COVID, from the lockdowns to the masks to the vaccines, meant they would never trust major government institutions again. I can remember trying to explain basic facts to people on social media and even to my family. Like, the vaccine doesn't stop the spread and neither do masks. Like, the vaccine shouldn't be mandatory to children and babies. Like, don't put masks on toddlers, you idiots. And let's not even get into lockdowns. The damage done, not just to the minds of kids and teenagers. The isolation, the loss of real-time memories like graduations, weddings, and funerals. But to our sense of ourselves. Now we have to deal with freaked-out liberals who can't let go of the mask, believing it protects them or others from COVID. It was always a false sense of security, a lie told to the public to give them something to do. But it turned into more than that. It turned into a civil war, with the mask as the thing we all fought over, if you can imagine anything more ridiculous than that. We know managing a global pandemic wasn't easy, but we also know the desire to take out Trump was more important to the Democrats and establishment Republicans, which meant the more chaotic it got, the better it worked for them. They needed Trump to fail. They needed the economy to collapse, because otherwise, how do you take out a one-term president? But almost as bad, if not worse, were the many lies and cover-ups about the protests in 2020, the violence, the destruction, the deaths, and much of it perpetrated by white kids in towns like Portland and Seattle. Well, it's time to pay the piper on that one, too. In Seattle, the city has to pay $3.65 million to settle a lawsuit filed by businesses disrupted during the Capitol Hill organized protest, an amount that includes $600,000 in penalties for the deletion of thousands of text messages by the former mayor, police chief, and other high-ranking officials. They were hiding evidence that they failed to protect businesses and residents during the 2020 protests, which, as we know, were more violent than the press revealed. Quote, While Black Lives Matter protests were mostly peaceful, the retreat of law enforcement from Capitol Hill preceded vandalism in two fatal shootings, including death of 19-year-old Lorenzo Anderson, who bled to death after being rushed to a hospital in the back of a pickup because police and firefighters refused to respond to the incident, unquote. The double standard by our government to treat January 6th like another 9-11 and completely ignore the summer of 2020 was visible from outer space. That's how obvious it was to anyone not sucked into the bubble of the left. Even Vladimir Putin noticed. All right, about my opponents being jailed or imprisoned. People went into... U.S. Congress with political demands. 400 people are now facing criminal charges. They are facing prison terms of up to 20, maybe 25 years. They are called homegrown terrorists. 
They are being accused of many other things. 70 people were arrested right there on the spot. 30 of them are still arrested. On what grounds? Not quite clear. I mean, none of the official authorities from the states are informing the, us about it. So we don't know that. Uh, one of the participants, a woman, was shot dead on the spot. She, she was not threatening with, uh, you know, anything. Why am I bringing this up? Many people are facing the same things as we do. And I am stressing this. We are sympathizing with the United States, but we do not want the same thing repeating here. Biden and the Democrats cynically dumped America's problems on MAGA. Our government needed Trump to justify every action throughout his presidency, and even now, as Glenn Greenwald lays out. Tim Geithner and that whole crowd, Larry Summers and uh, Robert Rubin, all of those same people from Goldman Sachs and those same economic circles that saved the Wall Street tycoons who had caused the financial crisis at the expense of everybody else. So you have, you know, at the same time that that's happening, elite media institutions are collapsing. So everything is unraveling in terms of American elite circles. People are distrusting in the most fundamental ways the bipartisan consensus, the people who are running our country, independent of the results of elections. And then that has been the value of Donald Trump more than anything is they got to say, look, however much you dislike us, This is something, an evil we have never previously seen. This is essentially a Hitler-like figure, and we're going to unite to protect you from this actual evil threat, that the, the likes of which we've never seen, even though Trump was the first president in decades not to involve the U.S. in a new war, to say nothing of not doing things like Abu Ghraib and Guantanamo and torture and the financial collapse of 2008. And what this ended up doing is absolving all of these people of all of the crimes that they committed together. And as a result, they all are continuously in power. They're in power to this very day. The same group of people that gave you the Iraq war based on lies, that gave you the abuses of the war on terror, that gave you the 2008 financial crisis, they're, they're, they're telling you that they love each other. They're united. Even though they were calling each other all kinds of names, they never believed them all along. They're part of that same club. As George Carlin said, it's, 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 it's a big club and you're not in it. And these people are. And they continue to exercise hegemonic rule over our politics with no accountability. And Donald Trump was the most important thing that enabled them to do that. It's what ushered in again these neocons who had been somewhat discredited. The reason why Bill Kristol and David Frum are at The Atlantic and, and, and MSNBC and are being cheered by liberals. Why nobody even thinks twice about the fact that the war in Ukraine is being is the is the is the byproduct of a of a Democratic senator Joe Biden who was the single most important Democratic senator supporting the war in Iraq when he was the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee Victoria Newland who just constantly appears among them them all it's this rotted establishment that everybody hates and yet they were able to isolate Donald Trump and create this 
fairy tale that he was essentially the combination, the kind of unholy love child of, of Satan and Adolf Hitler, so that all you had to do was denounce Donald Trump, and then immediately prove that you were on the good side of history, and all of these people were able to rejuvenate their reputations and hold hands and remain in power and run the country as they've been doing for the last 20 years with such immense corruption and such immense failure. All the residents of East Palestine want is what every American would want in the same situation. A little bit of the attention Biden has lavished on Ukraine. Just a small bit of it. Biden uses the same language to describe MAGA that he uses to describe Putin and Russia. He is tying an invisible line between the two and casting himself as the savior of democracy itself. But surely some smart journalists would point out that Biden didn't exactly stand up for democracy with his catastrophic exit from Afghanistan. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is taking the majority of the heat for what is ultimately Biden's blunder. And it's getting worse for him. The last thing he wanted was a repeat of what happened to Kamala Harris and her refusal to visit the border. It might have been humiliating for him and wrecked his political career. But the one thing you can say about Mayor Pete is that he went to a place Biden was too afraid to visit. For podcast listeners, a tweet by Jonathan Turley Buttigieg recently raised a legal claim to blame the Trump administration for the train disaster in East Palestine, Ohio. The claim was not only manifestly false, but Buttigieg knew or should have known it was false. The implications are deeply disturbing. End quote. But this is one story the press can't pivot away from or paste over. They can try, but ultimately, Biden will be measured by his inability to offer comfort to people desperately in need, more than he'll be measured by a staged photo op to boost public support for a war no one wants and everyone needs to see come to an end. Joining me now, Fox News contributor Tulsi Gabbard, who's also been on the ground in East Palestine. Um, Tulsi, where's the president of the United States? I mean, you got these people that are suffering here. I don't care who they voted for. Don't care. When I go to the south side of Chicago, I don't care who they voted for. When people are hurting as the commander in chief, you get your ass there. But he's nowhere to be found. Why? It's it's an utter and total failure of leadership. And I think Chris, uh, who was there, you were speaking to him. I think he hit it directly on the head. He doesn't care. Their actions and their lack of response to these people, our fellow Americans, who are, are struggling and suffering through this terrible catastrophe, their lack of response is like rubbing salt on an open chest wound. This, this points to this sickening bigger, bigger challenge that we see here, Lawrence, is that unfortunately this is not the first time. These are not the no. only people who've experienced feeling left behind. Like our leaders don't care. Where is our president? Where is Secretary Buttigieg? How come they are not paying attention to us and making us beg and plead just for a basic level of help. And it comes down to this. They, they don't care. They care more for themselves than they do for actually doing the job that they were hired to do, caring for and serving our fellow Americans, regardless of who they voted for, regardless of where they live or what their background may be. You know, Tulsi, you, you hear about all these people that care about the environment. You hear all these animal rights people yeah. that care about the animals. Yet... No one is complaining. Where, where, where is the Department of Ag? Where, where are they? Where, where is the EPA? All these people that care about the environment. You got toxic waste literally leaking into the, the water. You think the animals can take 
bottled water. They can't take that. A farmer can't bring that to them. So all of these people that are so self-righteous, when we have a crisis, they're, they're a no-show. Why? And this more than anything explains why so many of the MAGA faithful turn to Trump, because he's all they have. As Batia Ungar Sargon explains, quote, The residents of East Palestine are exactly the kind of people who used to be Democrats who are now Republicans, who saw in Trump a tribune, taking on the elites who abandoned them. End quote. Trump bought food for firefighters, he signed his red hat, he hung out with locals. For residents of East Palestine, it was the best day of their lives, even though it took an environmental catastrophe to get him there. He came, and that mattered to them. A quote from Jason, Trump is a media savant. Biden is in Ukraine, saber-rattling over air sirens, staged or real, who knows. So Trump goes to East Palestine on a rainy day. I'm no fan, but checkmate. He took people who had nothing, and he gave them something to be proud of, something to wake up for, something to believe in. That, more than anything, explains why they love him, why they show up in the freezing rain and wait in line for a chance to hear him speak. For this news cycle, Trump wasn't the guy the media wants him to be. He was a superhero his supporters need him to be. Trump not only showed up, but he gave them the one thing they needed the most. Hope. Thank you for listening to my Substack, sashastone.substack.com, and remember to thine own self be true.
want the same as anyone Mr. Henderson is waiting for the sun Someone to watch 